You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Friday, April 15th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The CDC's latest round of COVID guidelines are facing their first test. The guidelines now reflect a shift in priorities. They're moving away from trying to eliminate the transmission of the virus to reducing deaths and strain on the healthcare system. We will know if the guidelines fail right away, but a measure of success may be harder to come by. Karen Landman, Senior Reporter for Health and Science at Vox, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Karen. Thanks so much for having me, Oscar. Well, the COVID pandemic uh, is still ongoing, although there's been a lot of changes recently. Uh, We saw a huge wave and we dipped back down. We're starting to see some case numbers tick back up again, some uh, hospitalizations tick back up a little bit, although at a a uh, much slower pace than before. We're looking at this uh, Omicron subvariant that's taken hold right now. But right now, uh, the, the article that you wrote about recently was about the test for the CDC's guidelines, the changes that they made in February to see if they, they work. You know, we for a long time, all the numbers that we were using were basically going off of uh, positivity rates and uh, cases uh, of COVID. Now we're moving to something that's looking more at hospitalizations to see uh, the burden on the healthcare system. Uh, So we've made some changes. We'll see if the numbers work and and if guidelines keep up with all that. So Karen, tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So that change that you're talking about, that shift from focusing on case counts and tests to focusing on hospitalizations is sort of the main way of understanding the current threat level from COVID in the United States. Most people in public health saw that as a really necessary move on the part of the CDC, and that is because, you know, we just have so much home-based testing happening now that if we follow just, you know, the results of PCR tests, we're really flying blind. And so we just needed to use different data to understand what's going on right now. At the same time, you know, there's hospitalization data is not perfect because hospitalizations usually follow rises in cases by anywhere from one to sometimes two or more weeks. And it really depends on a whole variety of other things that are sort of going on with the variant and with transmission and with hospitals themselves. So it's not a a perfect way of uh, assessing the current threat level, but it is the best way that 
CDC and that many others really can come up with. It doesn't mean that locations, you know, that individual health departments can't use other methods for assessing and responding to what they think is their current local threat level. And we see that, you know, Philadelphia, for example, kind of did their own thing this week. They reinstated a mask mandate even though their sort of local metrics haven't met the CDC definition of sort of needing to do that. So CDC only makes recommendations. They don't issue requirements to local health departments. So it certainly doesn't preclude local health departments from doing what they think is best for their municipality. And it's just guidance. And even on the federal level, right, we extended the mask mandates for travel. I I believe that goes until May 3rd. So, yeah, the guidelines are always kind of changing on that. And and to your point about home testing, right, uh, more people are testing at home. Nobody's required to submit that anywhere. And a lot of people probably don't. They say, oh, I'm sick. I'm just going to stay home for a few days and back to it when you get better. Uh, You know, all those PCR tests before were reported back. So the at least with those case counts, that number was a lot more accurate. Now it's we, we can't really glean much off of those numbers. And so the new format now has kind of this color-coded thing, you know, for communities low, medium, and high. How does that work? How do we anticipate what's going to be happening with those? The low, medium, high sort of green, yellow, and red or orange are meant to basically help both people and institutions and public health departments figure out where their county stands right now. And this is based on a model that they use deaths as the endpoint. So they basically tried to figure out how early or what level they needed to see hospitalizations, you know, what threshold they needed to see hospitalizations, hospitalizations reach in order to allow public health authorities and individuals about three weeks time to take action in order to prevent deaths from rising. So it's purposefully the alarms are set really low at a really low threshold so that they're triggered really early on to allow time to implement prevention strategies. So what we've seen over the last week, maybe a little bit more than a week, is very slowly a few areas on this map have become, have gone from being green to being yellow, and a few have converted even to being red. So, you know, we are seeing a little bit of a a bump in alarms going off throughout the country. Uh, As you wrote in the article, too, this is going to be as we keep progressing right now, it'll be a test of the CDC's new guidelines. A failure, we'll obviously be able to see if people are getting sick and there's a whole new wave and hospitals are overwhelmed, you know, we're going to know the tactics didn't work so well. But measuring success is a lot more difficult. I mean, we have to define what that success is, too. But, you know, who knows if we can attribute it to the CDC or if everybody's just gotten sick enough that they're not getting as sick. The, the severe illness isn't cropping up as much. Right. So I think that is one possibility, basically, that effectively this won't even really be a test of the CDC's guidelines if, this big, big if, the BA2 wave is small. That doesn't mean that we won't have a future variant wave that does test the CDC's guidelines. But, you know, there is a possibility just because we had so much Omicron exposure during the BA1 wave, there's a possibility that there aren't that many susceptible people still left out there anymore. A modeling study back in a couple of months ago, I think, showed around a 73% estimate of folks in the United States who had immunity either from infection or from vaccination. So I think there's still a possibility that there are lots of people out there who could get sick enough to really test this, but also a possibility that there aren't. But that's not the only way that this could be a difficult time to assess whether these guidelines are succeeding. Yeah, it's definitely, it does seem like we're in this other 
phase of the pandemic now, and at least for the CDC, definitely trying to move away from eliminating transmission of the virus. It just seems like we can't get that under control, but reducing deaths and hospitalizations, the strain on the healthcare system, that's what these new guidelines are aiming to do. Karen Landman, Senior Reporter for Health and Science at Vox, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Oscar. Take care. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.